You're listening to CDS Paradigm. The only genre is music. Hi, and welcome to the fifth episode of the first season of CDS Paradigm. I'm your host, bassist Christopher Dean Sullivan. There's quite a bit of music of various directions and information to get to in this segment. Uh, There is a situation here where February, I shouldn't even call it a situation, the month of February is an interesting month to me. Not only does it depict the ongoing aspects of American history, it is also the uh, month that the um, indigenous music is celebrated for about a week. And it was held in Canada this, uh, this time around. Uh, however, we'll, we'll talk about that more during the course of uh, us moving forward in, in, uh, in this episode. Right now, what I want to do is I want to get into some of the sounds. This first tune I'm going to play, Angela Bowfield wrote. And uh, the lady that, the vocalist that I uh, recorded with for the first time I recorded with her uh, was for a record label, A440 Records, out of Chicago, Illinois. And uh, some folks say Illinois, others say Illinois. I'm from Chicago. I think we say Illinois. However, for those that say Illinois, that's okie dokie. Anyway, uh, the name of this piece is Under the Moon and Over the Sky. And on this piece, you'll hear guitarist John McLean. You'll hear drummer Paul Wertico and uh, percussionist Kevin Patrick. And of course, myself on bass. So I, I just want to say this real quick, too, before I play this. Although Barbara is generally in the lead as a vocalist, she generally author, uh, uh, often functions as uh, part of an, of an ensemble. And um, when you hear this piece, you kind of hear her blend very well with the musicians. It's a, she's a musician herself. So anyway, enjoy Under the Moon and Over the Sky, Barbara Schwager. Universe is waiting for 
I really enjoyed recording that with uh, Barbara. It, and uh, that was the, actually the first time I recorded with her. I hadn't. It's, it was uh, around the time when I first met her. And um, from there, you know, there was another project that was developed, the Timelessness Project. And you'll hear more about that. I played some of that music in some of the previous episodes. And uh, I will be playing more of it in future episodes as well. Uh, whenever you heard some of those uh, particular sounds, that, that was me. <laughs> That, that's my contribution to indigenous sounds. As a matter of fact, that's what it's called on the record, indigenous sounds. <laughs> this next artist I'm going to play, saxophonist. He, both, he plays both uh, soprano and tenor. On this piece, he's playing tenor, of course. Um, I recorded with him on a couple of occasions, as a matter of fact, and I'm going to play this tune entitled Conversions. This is off of his Blue Shift uh, recording, which is a uh, CD audio recording with a DVD packeted, packaged together. And it's uh, Alan Glover, The Blue Shift. Free improvisational with gravitational centers is what he calls it. So um, hold on to your seats because we're getting ready to go into the sphere of ozone. Check it out. Thank <laughs> you. 
Yes, Alan Glover. And right behind Alan Glover, I played uh, Sonny Fortune. Let me tell you who was on that with Alan Glover, though, on Convergence. It was um, the drummer Michael T.A. Thompson. Very, very much uh, a New York uh, playing musician. He's traveled quite a bit. And, uh, and uh, he's also in a couple of projects. I'm in a couple of projects with him, as a matter of fact. Uh, and, you know, as a matter of fact, you've heard him on some other stuff previously. And you'll hear him on other stuff as we move forward. Uh, you also heard on piano, Eddie Yamamoto. Uh, she, excellent, brilliant pianist. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, she was in a project with uh, myself and Michael for a particular period of time. And on occasion, you know, we still do some things together. Uh, and so that was actually the first recording we actually, that particular trio, myself, because uh, I'm playing bass on it. And, um, and it's uh, myself with um, uh, Eddie Yamamoto and Michael T.A. Thompson. Uh, it was the rhythm section on uh, Alan Glover's The Blue Shift recording. And then right after that was uh, Sonny Fortune's uh, recording called Continuum. And and that, and I really dug that tune. And you know, I had an opportunity to play with Sonny on a few occasions. And I always, I mean, that was one of the cats I've always wanted to play with when I was younger, before I came to New York, actually. And uh, I got the opportunity to do so. And and it's really interesting because uh, the bass player on this on that particular recording, which was entitled uh, "Sounds Silent," uh, is Wayne Dockery. And I, I got an opportunity to play with Archie Shep a few years ago, quite a few years ago, uh, taking the place of Wayne because Wayne couldn't make it. So I was able to do a couple of tours with, um, with uh, Archie. And it just so happens that Archie and I still stay in touch, which is a beautiful thing. Also, you'll hear on that recording with Sonny Fortune, you'll hear George Cables on piano, Steve Johns on drums, uh, and like I said, Wayne Dockery's on bass, and Steve Berrios on uh, percussion, Kungas, Cowbell, Triangle, and um, and that's on the, the overall recording, which is entitled Continuum. And you are listening to CDS Paradigm. The only genre is music.
Yes, that was a recording uh, by um, Avery Sharp, bassist Avery Sharp, who happens to be what we call stable mates when we're on the same label or with the same agency. And we're both with the TMO Entertainment Agency, uh, which is ran by Tamaniko Didi. And, and you know, she's a hardworking lady. But however... Um, yeah, Avery and I are with the TMO Entertainment uh, um, entity. And I had to play this particular piece uh, as well as uh, talk about uh, Avery's uh, album, uh, Sharp Meets Farp, speaking in reference to and paying homage uh, and celebrating the music of Sister Rosetta Tharp. Now, Sister Rosetta Tharp, during the course of the uh, 30s and 40s, uh, was a gospel recording artist. And she probably was the first great recording star of gospel music. And among the first musicians to appeal to a rhythm and blues and rock and roll audience. Thus you have uh, her handle being... Uh, reference to the original soul sister and the godmother of rock and roll. So I, I had to play that. The name of that piece was, um, or is, uh, This Train. And on that, you'll hear the vocalizations who was featured on this recording, uh, Melissa Morgan, vocalist Melissa Morgan. And for those of you that know of Melissa, you know, she's a fine talent. Uh, she was uh, part of the New Jack City swing um, during the, uh, you know, uh, um, direction during that particular time period, I think in the 80s, 70s, 80s, I think it was in the 80s. And um, you'll also hear uh, Michael Caine on piano, Corey Cox on drums, Charles Langford on tenor and soprano saxophones, Jeremy Turgeon on uh, trumpet, and James Mes Mesbau on trombone. And the background vocals you were listening to on this recording is was the um, New England Gospel Choir doing a fine job. And, and consider the fact that on this record, you have... Um, uh, the great saxophone, tenor saxophone player, Charles Neville. He's not on this piece. However, he is in the on the recording of uh, the Sharp Meets Tharp uh, tribute. And Avery Sharp is, of course, he's playing electric bass, six-string bass on this particular piece. I can tell the difference, of course. But, um, but I've always... Doug Avery. I've always liked Avery's approach. Avery was with um, McCoy Tyner for about 20 years plus. Uh, he also played with Archie Shep. And uh, so, you know, that's another thing we have in common. 
So anyway, Sharp meets Stark, Avery Sharp. Yes, I'm glad you were able to hear it, and I'm glad I had it to play it. Now this. CDS Paradigm. I was speaking about, at the beginning of this of this segment, about the uh, indigenous music celebration that was taking place in Canada. And, um, I, you know, I, I just want to speak a little bit on that. You know, as far as I'm concerned, indigenous music is uh, any music of any traditional uh, culture of indigenous people throughout the world. And we're all indigenous people, anyone in the world, you know, that because of the various traditions of the cultures of the world. Uh, and of course, so therefore, it's, it's all indigenous in terms of um, what the music is all about. I don't get so much into the genres because of the, uh, the various traditional musics that has taken place uh, from original ethnic groups. And that being the case, I, I, I do like the fact that it's being celebrated, uh, you know, up in Canada or any place else. But every, however, every day, indigenous music is being celebrated. Um, there was a report, and I'm going to let you hear this report on uh, Public Radio International, and, and uh, that talked about uh, indigenous music. And, uh, you know, check, just check this out. Tell me what you think. That indigenous presence is front and center in Montreal this week. The city is hosting the Folk Alliance International Conference, a major gathering of folk musicians from around the world. And at this conference, there's a spotlight on indigenous musicians. What you're hearing is music by the organizer of the Indigenous Music Summit at the Folk Alliance Conference. I'll let her introduce herself first in her native Ojibwe. My name is Shoshona Kish, and I am an Eagle Clan from a beautiful place on the shores of Lake Superior called Batchewana. I think there's still a very, I would say, a unanimous experience of Indigenous artists feeling very much pushed up to the outside, and that the work continues to be upon us to travel the distance to stand in these places. For me, music is has the, such a great potential to transform us. And, it, you know, it, it transcends language and it transcends everything really that might put up walls between us. You know, and we believe that stories are magic and you know, so these these teachings or songs or uh, these things actually are part of creation actualizing itself like we're a living culture so things are growing and there's an exchange that is happening all the time that's cross-cultural and is healthy we know that it's our job to take care of what's there and continue to pass it forward Starwalker, he's a friend of mine you've seen him 
I think the most cutting-edge music being made right now is coming out of Indigenous communities. Um, very innovative and absolutely carrying tradition forward in, and working from a completely different worldview. Um, and then there is, you know, the, this real movement to protect what's there because we've already lost so much. First Nation singer-songwriter Shoshona Kish and her band Digging Roots. We also heard music from Emily Weramara, the legendary Buffy St. Marie, and Tanya Tegak. From the Nan and Bill Harris Studios at WGBH in Boston, I'm Marco Werman. Our theme music was composed by Eric Goldberg. Thanks very much for being with us today. Hope you have a great weekend. Any, anyone that would like to make a comment, you know, email me whatever you feel in terms of uh, what you just heard on the um, public radio international report on the Indigenous Music Summit that took place up in Canada. It's not to take anything away from what they're doing. I, I can definitely appreciate the fact that, you know, there's a, a group uh, of people, artists, musicians, music lovers uh, that are looking to have a focus on music and, um, and directions of a particular music that is n- not in the mainstream. Uh, I'm going to do everything I can do to support that as well as uh, play uh, some music that is not heard a lot. And I've done that over the over previous episodes, and I'm going to continue doing that type of thing, as a matter of fact. However, anybody want to chime in on it, send me a message. I'll read your message over the uh, next episode and episodes ongoing as well. Uh, you can email me at ChristopherDeanSullivan at gmail.com. That's Christopher Dean, D-E-A-N, Sullivan at gmail.com. So, uh, you know, drop me a line. Tell me what your feelings are. I would love to hear them. Hey, hey, baby, hey. Hey, beautiful girl. Hey, Hey, baby, hey. Hey, hey. Hey, beautiful girl. Hey, baby, hey.
Yeah, I was inspired to play some Lady Smith Black Mubazo. Uh, you know, after the listening to the uh, the uh, Indigenous Music Summit report by um, Public Radio International, it it it, in, it just put me in a position where it's like, okay, you know, Indigenous music, no matter where it's played, no matter who's playing it, is based upon a traditional culture um, throughout the world. And we all come from various original cultures to such a degree that it constantly is evolving. Our cultures are found are constantly in, in evolution. Uh, so therefore, whatever the evolution takes place, of course, the sound and the vibration of that evolution uh, also evolves. So that being the case, uh, I want to play some Lady Smith, Black Mubaso, Mombaso. Uh, so that therefore, you know, we keep a particular root happening within the gestures of what we're doing uh, just as a world's people is what it comes down to. <laughs> Whatever that may mean to anyone that just heard what I just said. Um the group actually was formed in the 60s, you know, long before Paul Simon came along and um, incorporated them into, you know, his music direction. Uh, but the group, however, the group uh, was formed uh, by Joseph Shabalala, who was actually a farm boy during that particular time period. And uh, Ladysmith is his hometown. Uh, which lies in the province of KwaZulu Natal, which is halfway between the city of Darbin uh, and Johannesburg. So it, it's uh, it's it's a strong group, and they've been together for a long time. And they it fluctuates; the members fluctuate between eight and twelve members at a time. I guess it really comes down to who's available. However, their sound does not waver, which whichever it goes. The word black did not refer to a people. It referred to the oxen, uh, which was the strongest farm animal in that particular region. And uh, Mambuzo, Mambazo, <laughs> Mambuzo, okay, I gotta get my, uh, get, get my lips in order. Mambazo is the Zulu word for chopping axe which is a symbol of the group's vocal strength, obviously. So there you have it. You know, it's, uh, and there's much more to that, that particular group. And, you know, get an opportunity, you know, Google them and check it out. You know, they're still working. They're still touring. Uh, they have a, a heavy tour uh, working situation that they're constantly on. Uh, so, you know, get an opportunity Go check out um, Lady Smith Black Mombazo, uh, whether they're at your, in your town, whatever the case may be. The uh, next piece I played was a piece by a very good friend of mine, as well as a, I consider him to be one of my mentors uh, when I first started playing, getting into this genre, uh, well, not this genre, this particular direction. All right, uh, again, I... Okay, I slipped up. Okay, I don't mean genre. <laughs> the only genre I know is music. 
anyway, the um, uh, Roger Humphreys was the the uh, second piece after was the piece after uh, Lady Smith, and uh, that was off of his recording this and that, this and the letter in that, and uh, and he he's out of Pittsburgh. I was raised in Pittsburgh. I started playing in Pittsburgh. And I can remember playing uh, quite a bit with Roger. I mean, on and off for <laughs> forever, it seems like. I mean, even now, uh, uh, one of the last times I performed in Pittsburgh, last couple of times, was with uh, Sonny Fortune and um, the, the trumpet player John Faddis. And Roger was on that as well with me. And... Uh, it was both of them were fine concerts. Roger is in rare form as always. I don't think I don't care how old this guy gets. He's he's going to always be one of the foremost drummers. I can remember speaking to um, uh, Jack DeJanet and Jack said to me, uh, you know, when everybody was younger and Roger was in New York, cats would just love to go see and listen to Roger play. You know, so, I mean, he had an impact on quite a few um, modern day drummers as well as drummers of his particular generation back in the time when they were all young. Uh, on that recording, you'll hear Roger Humphreys on drums, of course, Dwayne Dolphin on bass, very good friend of mine, uh, Donna Davis. We call Donna Davis the high priestess of the piano. Uh, she has since made her transition about three years ago, I believe, three, almost four years ago now. Um, and and, uh, and I'm quite sure she's, she was welcomed with open arms. Uh, she's uh, just a heavenly player. She was something special. Um, Delano Volcano Croy, Troy Jr. was on trumpet. Tony Campbell, fine alto saxophone player. I've been knowing Tony since he was a kid. Uh, Don Alico Jr. is on tenor saxophone, been knowing Don for years. Uh, Sonny Barbado was on piano. And, um, and, that, and that doesn't mean that Sonny was on this particular piece. I'm not sure. I don't think that was Sonny on this particular piece. Um, but he's on the, he's on the uh, recording itself. He's on the uh, actual CD. Uh, he's playing on two or three pieces on uh, the This and That uh, album, uh, CD uh, product. So uh, you get an opportunity, you know, go online, look up Roger Humphreys and RH Factor, This and That, and check it out. You, I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. There's no doubt in my mind. You're listening to CDS Paradigm. The only genre is music. You know, uh, Gabrielle Tranquina has become one of another one of my favorite vocalists. I, I mean, she she has a very silky voice to me. Uh, not to speak about the fact that um, that even though she's German in in terms of her cultural prowess, um, she has a sound that's all her own. And it works very well for the music that she does, as a matter of fact, in the music direction 
uh, that she decided to go into. And she's been doing this for uh, quite a while, long time. I've been knowing her for a long time. I've had the opportunity to perform with her as well as with her husband, uh, Joseph Vincent Tranquina. And uh, some some folks, even though they see how it's spelled, they still they still call their last name the Tranchina, Tranchino, tra- <laughs> it's Tranquina. All right. So anybody that sees what it is is pronounced Tranquina. I'm here to tell you. Anyway, uh, so I want to play a piece off of her uh, tune. It's uh, titled A Song of Love's Color. That's the name of the CD, uh, A Song of Love's Color. It's the name of this particular CD. And uh, on this, you'll hear uh, Gabrielle Tranquina, of course, on vocals and background vocals. She's doing her own background vocals. Joe Vincent Tranquina is on the piano, her husband. Um, and and it looks like Joe is also doing some background vocals. Now that I know that Joe can sing, the next time we do a duo thing, Joe, you're, you're going to have to do some singing, my brother. <laughs> and uh, you, you'll hear Santi DiBriano on bass, another friend of mine, uh, fine bassist, uh, Renato Thomas is on percussion, and he's doing background vocals as well. Bobby Sanabria, uh, I always have fun playing with Bobby, uh, another good friend of mine, hell of a drummer. As a matter of fact, he's a multi-Grammy nominee, uh, arranger, producer. Uh, he has a big band situation that just is just off the hook. You, you got to go on Bobby Sanabria's website, Bobby Sanabria's website, and you'll uh, you'll hear some fine music. I don't know if you'll be able to sit down and sit still. Even even to say you're sitting down, your legs may not be able to, to, to stay in one place. Um, he's also doing background vocals on this. Uh, in, on the CD. And um, Roberto Sanabria is also doing background vocals. So uh, this, this, uh, this recording is on Jazz Heads uh, Records label. And you're going to enjoy it. There's no doubt in my mind. You, you, you get an opportunity, uh, go online, look up Gabrielle Tranquina. Uh, the name of the uh, CD is A Song of Love's Color. And the name of this piece is the title cut. I mean, it's the, it's the yeah, the title cut, which is <laughs> A Song of Love's Color. Check it out.
favorite pieces off of that particular um, recording uh, project. And uh, you get an opportunity to go again, go online, look up Gabrielle Tranquina, A Song of Love's Color. She has another one uh, that she just released, I think it was last year, 218. And, uh, but look, look her up and you'll see all that she has done and what she is doing. You know, she stays busy within the region. 
the New York State region. And uh, if you get an opportunity to go check her out, please, please do so. You will not be disappointed under any circumstances. Uh, well, it's getting close to that time, uh, you know, where uh, it's time to say good night, good day, good morning, good afternoon, uh, between 12 a.m. and 6 a.m. I don't know what it is about that 12 a.m. to 6 a.m. I guess that's like the middle of the night. No, the middle of the night would be 12 a.m. So throughout the morning up until 6 a.m., you know. So anyway, those of you who have tuned in, thank you so much for tuning in. I want to play one more piece, and then I'm going to come back to you and um, say my final farewells for this particular episode, our fifth episode in our first season. So uh, this particular piece is by a multi-instrumentalist uh, by the name of Fila Kuti. And it, it, check, check his music out. I mean, basically, he is a pioneer in the Afro-funk uh, direction of our music uh, that, that, you know, that we all adore so much in this particular vibration. Um, and when you look him up, Fila E-L-A, Kuti, K-U-T-I. When you look him up, uh, you'll see like a lot of his music was based upon the uh, oppression that the Nigerian government was putting a group of people during the uh, 60s, 70s. And, um, and eventually, you know, they was kind of, was able to, to work it out where they can have a more of a uh, democratic um, type of uh, prowess about themselves there. And, you know, the government changed up a little bit. And, you know, it's, it's still some issues as it is everywhere else in the world. I mean, I'm not going to get political about my country because we already all know. That's all I have to say about that for now. <laughs> anyway, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna play this piece entitled uh, "Expensive Shit." Now, to give you an example of what I'm talking about here in terms of the music that he uh, portrays, it's uh, this tune was inspired by him being arrested for having some weed on him, a joint. So he ate it. So, of course, the uh, officials, the ones that arrested him, the officers that arrested him, took him into jail anyway to wait for this to pass through. Now, I find that interesting because I would think if it was a joint, the, the joint is made of paper of some sort. It's all about fiber. So what were they going to do, pick through the, the, the stuff that he had to expel? However... What he ended up doing was uh, he's, he was able to convince a fellow inmate, and I won't even say fellow inmate because I'm not sure how long he was in there, but he was able to convince another person that was incarcerated uh, to utilize his excrement. Excrement? Excrement? Is that how you pronounce it? And, uh, and when they you know, went to analyze it. They come to find out it was clean. And so he became, he was released. 
But anyway, um, that's how this title came about, this tune came about. And so, you know, he, he would probably be during that particular time period. I mean, since he's passed, he's made his transition since. Uh, however, I've always liked his music, Vila Kuti. So check it out, and, uh, and I'll be right back at you.
Pila Kuti. Oh, I, I mean, it's powerful. It's powerful. That's all I can say. It's, I mean, it's beyond anything that you would uh, want to hear or listen to or even feel in regards to that particular approach. You can definitely sense uh, the passion behind whatever inspires or had inspired him to write in that particular manner. I've listened to some other musics of his, and it's it's just as powerful as far as I'm concerned. Uh, get an opportunity, go online, look him up, Fila Kuti. And the name of that piece was Expensive Shit. <laughs> so anyway, um, we got to say that that's it. Again, good day, good afternoon, good night, good morning, good middle of the morning, 12 midnight to 6 a.m. And um, yeah, you know, I, I had fun doing this particular episode. And and uh, this was all about this particular episode, actually, based upon this whole thing about what happened up there in Canada with the uh, Indigenous Music Summit. My whole night was about, or my whole episode here was about indigenous music. But however, I think every time I do this, it's about indigenous music. Or anybody else you listen to, it's about indigenous music. <laughs> That's where I'm at with it. So that being the case, I just want to make a couple of announcements real quick. Uh, the Jazz Workshop Incorporated uh, out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, on Wednesday, the 27th, is presenting um, two legendary Pittsburgh notables, uh, Etta Cox and Al Dow. Al Dow is a trombone player. Of course, Etta Cox is the uh, vocalist, and uh, everybody knows who they are, and they're going to be performing in the Homewood District of um, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. At the library, the Carnegie Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Carnegie Library, uh, Homewood Branch, uh, seventy one oh one Hamilton Avenue, uh, will be performing uh, at five thirty till seven to seven o'clock. Yes, five thirty to seven o'clock in the uh, what we call the uh, uh, the Carnegie Music Hall Homewood Branch or the community uh, music hall, community, community concert hall. That's what it is, the community concert hall in Homewood. So you get an opportunity, go check it out. It's free to the public, as a matter of fact. 5.30 to 7, Etta Cox and um, Al Dow. So go check that out on Wednesday, the 27th of this month of February. And uh, we keep it moving. Anyone want to make any comments, get in touch with me, you can contact me through my email, Christopher Dean Sullivan at gmail.com. D-E-A-N is my middle name spelt. Christopher Dean Sullivan at gmail.com. And anyone that wants to support this particular podcast, please do so. Uh, all you have to do is go to anchor.fm. Uh, uh, slash CDS hyphen paradigm. 
And uh, there's a button there you can push. It is a secure site. So you can push the button and please support. You know, it, it helps in future episodes and and uh, and eventually I can do some other things with it, you know. So uh, and, and uh, so I really look forward to whatever it is that you're able to contribute. It would be a groove. All right. So in the meantime, whatever you do, please do it safely because I definitely would want to see you again. There's no doubt or, you know, as, oh, let me say this. I, I am performing next Thursday at the um, St. Thomas Aquinas College in Sparkskill, uh, New York, which is actually in Rockland County. So you definitely want to come and, uh, you know, support that. That's free. We start at four o'clock and we're playing till probably around 530. So we get an opportunity. Please come on out to that as well. It would be a groove to see you there. No doubt. Uh, and, you know, again, you got a comment for me. You can save it till then and tell me about it when you see me. That would be all right. I wouldn't have a problem with that. All right. OK, so. That being said, I'm going to bid you adieu and keep in mind the creativeness of the dream once awakened shall always keep the smile upon the face of eternity. Thank you for listening. Peace. And you are listening to CDS Paradigm. The only genre is music.